Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Nothing But Action podcast. I'm your host, Brody. I'm also joined by a delightful co-host, Caden, a.k.a. The Biz Bill. How's the new nickname, mate? How are you finding it? Uh, it's, it's a nickname that's been growing on me for a while now, but I'm glad we found some use for it. You're, you're the businessman. You're, you're biz. <laughs> I'm all business. Uh, let's, let's dive right into it. Doc Rivers, man. This was, this was a shock to me personally. I'm, I'm assuming it was a shock to you as well. Doc Rivers, they've, they've said goodbye to him and they're going to fire him. Yeah, he's gone. He's done for. I don't know. It's, t- it's a tough one because they underachieved so badly, but it's going to be cool to see who's going who's gonna to replace him there. I'm assuming that, like, if they made it to Lakers, if they made it to the um, conference finals and lost to Lakers, he wouldn't have got fired. Like, that wouldn't no, have been an no. issue. If you lose a 3-1 lead when you're, like, well, you're meant, you were meant to be one of the highest championship contenders, you're not going to – it's definitely different to making the conference finals and losing to someone else that was also up in that, that caliber. Do you reckon the players had some sort of involvement in the firing? Because, you know, in the past we've had, you know, LeBron known as the coach killer that's, you know, always got his mouth open about his coaches and stuff. Do you think Kawhi's possibly done that or Paul George or Lou Williams? Uh, it's hard to tell. Kawhi's not really one of those guys to speak out and do that sort of stuff. He's a pretty quiet person. And Paul George has no say in anything because he's <laughs> played terrible. So if anyone should, if he could get fired, he probably would. But um, I'm not sure what it was. I think... It was just an underachievement thing. He didn't He didn't do what he was meant to do. They blew a 3-1 lead and they weren't happy with him and they punished for it. I want to get your opinion on this because I, I thought of this last night and I find it hilarious. Kawhi has now gone through Popovich, Nick Nurse and Doc Rivers. These, th- these are three amazing, awesome coaches. Yeah, he's and one of the best coaches. Yeah, and we've got LeBron that constantly gets hate about being a, you know, a coach killer. Maybe Kawhi is a coach killer. What is this? Uh, LeBron is the coach. That's the thing. LeBron doesn't even need a coach. I, he is the vocal person. The Kawhi, Kawhi is he doesn't talk at all. He's, he's not. He is a leader, but he's he's not really a leader in like he doesn't have that dog mentality as we saw in the um game seven. But I don't think I don't think he's a coach killer. But he's gone through some pretty historic coaches. He's like, don't get me wrong, like Kawhi is that type of he's that type of person. It's he's the go get a score on a team at the last ten seconds of the you know of the play. He is gonna shoot it. But he, he isn't a leader. When we've seen this in the series, he isn't he, he just doesn't talk. He's not the type of player to get his teammates better and you know make them make the players around him better. He's just not that type of player. Yeah, he needs like a, a Marcus Smart sort of type player. I mean a Carl Larry type player. Like Jimmy Butler would be awesome, but he just needs someone that's going to assert their dominance, to be very vocal in the locker room, and um, and he's just going to go out there and do what he does best. Because they've always had a leader at every team he's been to. Like at Raptors, they had Kyle Lowry, and now at Clippers, they've got no one. They need someone to step up because Paul George isn't that leader. Maybe Patrick Beverly can be, but even that's a stretch in my opinion. Yeah, Patrick Beverly is just... I don't like Patrick Devley at all, but I don't think he's a leader. I think he's he's great at getting in their opponents' heads, but I don't think he's a locker room leader in that sense. Doc Rivers is he wasn't doing a good job at coaching the Clippers. Don't get me wrong, Rivers is an amazing coach, and he's probably going to be the best coach on the market right now. And they've just they've gotten rid of him, so they're not going to get an improvement for a coach. Their best next best coach is probably they're looking at is probably Tyrone Lue. But even that, that's like, he's not a good coach, in my opinion. But yeah, they've had such a disappointing season. And Doc Rivers, I'm blaming Doc Rivers for this, but the Clippers' defense was not good throughout the Nuggets series. And 
and even the Mavs. Their defense was terrible, and I'm I'm blaming that all on Doc Rivers. It's the players as well, but Doc Rivers is the one that needs to you know tell them you know when to switch, when not to switch. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I think what they did the worst thing, the worst possible thing they could have done is people don't realize when you go into deep playoff runs how much chemistry means for a team. And with all this load management and all these players not playing for the full season, Kawhi load management felt like every game. When they came to the playoffs, they had no chemistry. They, it, You could see it on the court. They had no chemistry. They weren't switching. They didn't have any sort of defense. They were meant to be one of the best defensive teams in the league. Their depth didn't show up in Montrez and Lou. And they just they didn't look like a team that had been playing 81 games together. They didn't look like that at all. Well, you are exactly right. They had no chemistry at all. Uh, they only played like, what, 25 games, I believe, together. And that's awful. That's like, this is, we're talking about regular season and they're only playing 25 games together out of 82 teams. That is terrible. You know, this team was going into a playoff run. You knew they were going to be a high playoff run. I don't know why or what they were thinking in the head office to to bench these players and not give them chemistry. Because when you go into these deep playoff runs, as you can see in the Lakers, these guys need that chemistry. They need that sort of, you know, guys to fall back on. And they didn't have that. And I think something that's, you know, pretty funny, but this is the third time Rivers has actually blown a 3-1 lead. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's He has a great resume, but that's always going to be, everyone's always going to have a look at that when they see it. Like, it's awful. Like, don't get me wrong, Rivers is an amazing coach, and he was so good that Clippers actually had to trade for him uh, when he was um, coaching the Celtics, I believe it was. Because he, he is an amazing coach. That's not a good thing to have on your resume. You know, knowing to like being the person that's known for blowing 3-1 leads, that's that's not a good thing to be known for. <laughs> Such a Clippers thing to do these days now, just not come out the second round and blow a 3-1 lead. It's just a Clippers thing. Oh, it's, it's bad, man. And um, well, now that Doc Rivers is, you know, a free agent, are we potentially maybe going to see him look into teams like the Indiana or maybe maybe feel like maybe he's going to 76ers now. Maybe this is pushing out... The, the Rockets coach. Like maybe this is now, maybe Doc Rivers is leading all these coaching opportunities. Yeah, um, I did see on Twitter a rumor of the Sixers being very into um, Doc Rivers at, um, with the Sixers. Mike D'Antoni is a great fit, but I, I don't know who they're going to choose. Two great coaches with Mike D'Antoni and Doc Rivers, so it's hard to tell who, who they're going to choose, but I do think they'll pick Doc Rivers if they can get him. Way. Personally, I'm a little bit annoyed because, you know, we got Thibs for, on a five-year contract if we just waited a few more months, we could have got the man Doc Rivers at New York. Oh, and even Dan Tony, you could have had two elite coaches there. I'm telling you, man, every year. I mean, we signed him to a five-year contract. He'll end up getting fired next year. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a such a, a next thing to do, just jump the gun and just get him. And you're like, oh, could have got Doc Rivers. You could have got Doc Rivers. Could have got Mike Dan Tony. It's tough. It happens every year, man. It's It's... it's it's just a New York thing to do. It's <laughs> that, that's really what it is, man. And it just it happens every year. And ho- hey, I've actually got some high expectations for Thibs. I reckon he's a good coach. Like you might say, oh, he, he overworks his players. That's what New York need, man. We're, we're too well known for having players that just are lazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do think T- Thibs is a great coach. Not like he didn't get a bad coach at all, but for the Knicks, especially with young players, like working young players to their capabilities is what you need to do it's not like you, you don't not like they're old players on that team you have great young players that would be so good if they they actually got um worked hard yeah exactly right well going back to the doc rivers um who do we think's actually leading the new job do you think we think it's going to be like a person that gets the new head coach job within the clippers you know 
like industry or is it going to be Tyrone Lu? Like, you know, or is it going to be like someone else? Who are you thinking? I think it'll be Tyrone Lu, to be honest. He worked with them last year and I do think that he will, I think that he'll just replace him as head coach. Yeah, well, it, it makes sense. He coached LeBron, like, and he knows when they do, because next year, let's be realistic, we're all hoping, which should. If it doesn't, then, oh, my God, it's such disappointing. But it should be Lakers versus Clippers in that in that Western Conference Finals. And Tyrone Lue, you know, he does know how LeBron plays and how he works and, you know, you know what I mean? Like, he knows him inside out. Yeah, and, and especially working with him as well, I think – I think it's great if he was there. He has the championship DNA, as we know. He has a, has a ring, so I do think that having Tyler on that team is is it's a, it's a downfall, but it's not. It could be. It could actually work out in, in in the long run. Moving on, I know earlier this morning we were both watching the Miami Heat versus the Lakers game. What what were your thoughts going in before the game? Were you expecting Heat to win this, or were you expecting Lakers just to blow them out? kind of like they did because they because heat like they had a decent lead in the first quarter it's like 10 points i believe but then they just ended up losing by like 18 points i had lakers to win this i had them i have them to win in five or to sweep i don't think that the heat will win anything more than one game i think the lakers just after the first quarter the first quarter was good but once the lakers went on that run and when when like kcp hit the back-to-back threes the team was rolling on offense the defense was was playing awesome as well i think they just got outbeat. Pretty hard to watch. By the end of the third, I didn't really. I wanted to turn it off. I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> so you're thinking a sweep? Whoa, that that surprised me. A sweep, especially now with Bam injured and Dragic injured, it's more and more possibility. But I don't think, I don't think they can win one game. Maybe, but I don't think they they're not winning any more than one game. See, before the series started, I was saying like I think it would actually be a pretty close game. I thought maybe Miami Heat might play some zone defense, similar to what they did against Celtics, which just murdered the Celtics. Kemba Walker, you had Tatum. They just had no idea what to do when they had two players almost guarding them every second, you know. And I thought that's what they were going to be doing. And I still reckon they probably would play some zone defense next game. But my thoughts were it was going to be Lakers in six. But it's looking like Lakers in five or maybe four. I was saying before, I think I said it on the last podcast as well, I said that the Heat can't play the same zone defense as they did on the Celtics because the reason they did it on the Celtics is because the Celtics centers aren't Anthony Davis. The Celtics centers aren't that great. Like They're great role players, but they're not They're not going to dominate the switch at all. You can't play the same zone defense as Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis got it. He got it on, say, Jimmy Butler or something. They double teamed him, and then he just kicked it out to the three-point line. He was hitting all their shots. So it's just you just can't do the same defense as you did on the Celtics team. Well, how good they was playing. He had 11 points in the first quarter, which was all the team's points because no one was scoring in that first quarter. And then he ended up with like 34 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and three blocks. Yeah, he was he dominated. And he was getting doubled as well in the first quarter when he dropped 11. He was getting doubled hard and he was getting pushed around. But he's just, he's just a big dog, so he's just, he just dominated. I really hope that Dragic's okay because it, it did look bad. and that, That's his foot. I don't know if anything's came up um, yet, but I don't think anything's been confirmed um, of what it was. But hopefully he's okay because he's a very important player to that team and he really is a player that can just go off and drop 30 points just like that. I think that they said something on Bleacher Park. Adebayo said he's um, intends to play game two, but I uh, know it's looking it's looking tough for the Heat right now. They were already the underdogs and now with injuries, it's going to be even harder. 
I saw that. I see. I don't think Bam will play game two. I know he says like I intend to play game two, but what what else are they going to say? Of course they're going to say that. I just don't think he's um ready. And I reckon you play him when he's. It looks like he really did hurt his shoulder. What if he just hurts it, you know, badly? And this is like a he like needs a, you know a shoulder reconstruction. Same with against the Celtics when when we all thought he broke his finger and then he came he came off the court and then he came. Came, and then he didn't play the rest of the game and then didn't came back and just dominated. So I, I do think he, he should play, but you can never know anymore. I have no idea. Hopefully everything is okay because, again, the, those two players are so important to that team. Bam had a bio, man. He's been awesome, these playoffs. He's been – he really is showing, like, you know, he's an all-star. Like, he's so good. Yeah, he was he's he's so elite. I remember that last game he played just before where he dropped – the last game against the Celtics where he dropped, like – 30 something and 13 like he was just dominating he's such a great big and he made an all-star team as well he can create his own shot he's like he, he's improved his game because last year i wouldn't say he was like at the ball at the top of the three-point line creating his own shot well bam's doing that now Edibio is just you know he's sitting at the top of the three you know the three ball and he's just he's creating his own shot he's doing a dribble and it, that's awesome for a player like as a center doing this it's awesome such a way that you wouldn't even like this is people like that, people like Jokic, all these centers that are like, you can't be just like an inside center, like a like a Rudy Gobert anymore. They're all being so much more versatile, so much like there's so much more to the game as a center, and they're just now they're just you can see how much how much difference it makes as well. Fingers fingers crossed, Jimmy Butler's okay as well. I think he'll be fine. I reckon he's just rolled his ankle, but it. <laughs> I mean, you saw. I think everyone saw the replay. It it didn't look that good. Like it, it, I thought, oh crap! Like he may have actually hurt himself there. Yeah, I think I think he'll be right. He's a pretty, he's a tough guy, Jimmy Butler. He's yeah, a, he's a dog. So I do think he'll be he'll be back game two. He had a great game as well. I didn't know what he dropped. I think he dropped. I think he had the most scoring for the Heat, anyways. But he killed it. He I think had, he, he had. Um, I, I could be wrong, so don't. But I'm pretty sure he had like 19 points in like half time, or going into the third quarter. He played really well. And he shot two from four from three, which is really good for him because he hasn't shot yeah. 35 percent since like the Bulls. And he doesn't shoot many threes. It's like he only shoots maybe one a game. No, he's not, he's, yeah, he's not a three-point shooter at all, but he, he, he did awesome from the three. So what are we saying? What do we what do we think the Heat actually need to do to, to try and top these Lakers? Because, like, don't get me wrong, they're going to struggle. They, they are going to struggle. And I, I, Heat can put up a good fight. They've, they've got a good coach. They've got a good team. But what do they need to actually do to try and beat these Lakers team? Oh. Jeez, it's, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. You need definitely Robinson can't be scoring zero points in 27 minutes. That can't <laughs> be happening at all. That's bad. You need these sort of players, these shooters, because that's what the one thing the Lakers don't have and have shown that. They don't have that perimeter offense. If you start hitting a lot of threes, they, they a lot of the time reply with twos to threes. So if they start hitting a lot of threes, Robinson's on the game, Heroes shoots a lot of threes, and they all just, you know, if they're all shooting a lot of threes, I think it would be, I think it'll be much much easier to come back from that from that big lead. Well, yeah, you can't have you know, like you said, you can't have Duncan, Mister Reliable, as I call him, because he's been. You need a, a three pointer, and he's opening the corner. You just dish it out to him, and he's he's hitting that. He has been so reliable this series. But are we from three? Like uh, he only shot three shots. Even that's like bad. You need to be shooting at least five shots, man. And he, zero from three from three point is not acceptable. Yeah, it's not. And as well, and you can't even keep him on. If he's having a bad game on offense, he does nothing defensively really. So it's really bad if he's not on his offensive game. 
He's almost just walking around in that court because he can't <laughs> play defense and he, he relies a lot on his shooting, which he does get a lot of respect for. You should see how, how high these guys are guarding him now, which is crazy, but he needs to definitely – he can't be scoring zero. That's that's ridiculous. In my opinion, mate, I think he's been hanging out with Danny Green too much and he's he's just take, he's taking the Danny Green curse. He's gone to the finals and he's just <laughs> he's just swapped with like Dan swapped with KCP and they've just swapped roles. I don't know what's going on there, but he's got that not great. Yeah, he's got those finals nerves. It's don't blame him. They actually do. Same <laughs> with Hero. Hero had a bit of the finals nerves as well. They they need to turn up. Do you know who didn't have the finals nerves though? Jay Crowder, man. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he had like nine points in like the first quarter or something, or in a quarter. He had like three for three. He was killing it. I'm expect I'm expecting him to have like this game where he shoots over from like five, because, but it's just not happening, man. He just keeps showing how. Call him Mister Reliable in the playoffs. Like seriously. <laughs> yeah, he was good. He had one bad game against the Celtics, but I don't. I think besides that, his shooting has been on fire. These vets in the finals and in the lot, like the long playoff runs, are so important to your team. He's also playing like really good defense. Um, I don't think he's the sort of player that can play probably perimeter defense on LeBron. Just because he's, he's, he's not fast enough on his feet and he'll just get blown by. But he's he's the sort of player that if there is a switch, I'm not saying he can you know guard him, but he, he'll be able to handle himself against Anthony Davis. Well, I don't think anyone can handle themselves against Anthony Davis. He, <laughs> no, went, but, on, uh, he went on an absolute mole, but yeah. I don't know what you mean. He's not he's not undersized. He's, he's got good muscle mass. He's not skinny at all, but yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. Compared to like a Tali hero, he'll be able to, you know, yeah. Put some body weight up against Anthony Davis and at least do something, you know what I mean? Yeah, just, just try at least stop him. I don't really know what people even try to do anymore against this guy. See, in my opinion, I know before you were saying the zone just isn't going to work against Lakers because they've got so many good shooters and stuff, which is true, but the only way that Heat are going to be able to beat the Lakers is play some like sort of zone. If that's the 3-2 zone or 2-3 zone, they need to do something because... We saw against Celtics, they got so many stoppages and the fast break points were insane. And that's what really like stood out for me, in my opinion, in that series. And I think they really need some sort of fast break points like they did in the last series. Yeah, it is hard, especially now as well with the, the Lakers defense as well has been, has been crazy. So it's, it's going to be so like as there's a lot riding on these Lakers team. They have to win this because I don't, it's hard to say what the Heat can do because there's not much they can do right now. I want to hear your thoughts on this as well. I forgot all about this man. This the, He played. He was a starter for like more than 50% of the season. Myers Leonard, he was starting for the Heat and everything. And now he hasn't started at all in the playoffs. Where is this man gone? He doesn't even play anymore. Zero Myers minutes. Leonard. He was on the um, he was on the Portland, but I don't know what he's, what he's doing now. He's a, great, he's a good shooter. He's a good... Um, Very um, good shooter. Big shooter. So, yeah, I don't know what their, I don't know what their plans are with him. He's actually he's tall. It's not like he's a small fellow or anything. Like he's, he can he can play the power forward position and put Bear maybe center. I think maybe maybe that's something they got to look into. Maybe they should start starting Myers Leonard again because what they did last game just didn't work. So they're gonna have to try something new, and potentially that's starting Myers Leonard and trying to put that up against the double you know bigs that Lakers are using, which is Dwight at center and Anthony Davis at um power forward. Yeah. So and also um. Kendrick Nunn had a really good game on 19 points. Even though it was bin minutes, it was still still dropping 18 points in 19 minutes was is really impressive. I don't know. I think with Dragic out as well, I think he could um he could come in and make a difference as well. Yeah, he, he played really well. Uh, so what's that starting lineup gonna look like now? Who's the point guard gonna be without Dragic? 
We're saying Hero? <laughs> I think it would be Kendrick Nunn. I Kendrick think Nunn. Hero could be at the two. And then Duncan Robinson. I don't know. It's going to be that hard. Defense, man. That defense, man. That defense. That's why they play zone, though, because they have their perimeter defense is sus, but they, they do good. I, do, I think it's hard to tell, man. Once you get injured and you get injuries, your rotations and your depth, just it just hurts so much more. They're going to struggle with defense, especially guarding those just strong perimeter players and just the shooters. They've got so that Lakers shooters are inconsistent, that is, and that is the truth. Danny Green wasn't consistent like all those years ago. Like you know, at Spurs, I believe he shot forty three percent in like the playoff series and stuff um, of Spurs. But now he's, he's just not shooting that well, and he's he's inconsistent, and that's just what he is. But if you look at the Lakers. You got players that can just go off at any stage. You got Danny Green. He could be lights out one night and just absolutely kill it. You got Kuzma that could just take over the game off the bench and score a thirty bomb, which is possible. And he hasn't done it the whole series. So that that's you know, but that's, they have so many players that can just do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Kuzma dropped like three points or something. He had one three yeah, point awful. for the whole game. He's just this whole series. He's been so average this whole playoffs. So. I know it's hard to tell Lakers because it's a different like sort of wild card they use every game who they dish it to a lot more. But Ty, if KCP and Danny Green like are shooting a respectable amount, a good amount of threes and hitting them, like that's there's no flaws to that Lakers team. Well, I'm expecting some sort of bounce back game for Kuzma. I, I'm telling you now, I'm calling it, I'm calling it. But a game in this finals, Kuzma is going to drop at least twenty plus points one game. And I'm not, I'm not talking bin minutes. I'm talking this man is as Absolutely, going to the ring and just murdering everyone. I hope there is a more bin minutes for the for the rest of the playoffs because I hope I want it to be such a close, uh, such a close finals. But it's just been, it's been so. That was that was like for the first half it was good, and then it just went downhill, and then it just it was hard to watch by the end of the third. So I hope I hope that it gets closer, and I hope they they do bring it back and have a have a comeback game. But it's hard to tell now. And also, it's funny how. Remember, it's the, let's look at the very start of the playoffs. Everyone was saying, oh, Portland, oh, my God, this is going to be the hardest matchup for Lakers. Portland in seven. And so, some were even saying, oh, Lakers in, like, six, which is, that's ridiculous. That's still, like, a real big struggle, you know what I mean? For a team that finished eighth, and Lakers said, are you serious, man? And they beat them in five, and then they beat the Nuggets. And now everyone gets, now they're reversing, everyone said, oh, the um the race finals was, was just too easy for the Lakers. Like, are you serious? You all kept saying how good the Nuggets were. You all kept saying how good the Blazers were. Houston, they didn't verse Nuggets. Oh, and and Houston, sorry. Um, no, they versed the Nuggets, didn't they? Oh, yeah, Nuggets. The, last, the last played, yeah. yeah, the Rockets. So I forgot all about the Rockets. But everyone kept saying how how hard the Rockets would be as well. And they beat them as well. They've, they've gone to work on these teams. And it's funny how now that they've beaten them, everyone's like, oh, well, they weren't that good. Well, are you serious? You've just changed your mind. You kept saying how good they were before. <laughs> Yeah, I remember what Crofty said about his, about his Houston team being his wild card. So yeah, I, no chance. They were they were good. I mean, that OKC they went to Game Seven. The OKC team that was that was a lot out. That took a lot out of them when they won first game against the Lakers. I was like, like this could be this could be an upset. But then Lakers just Lakers just just outplayed them. They just stopped Harden. And now it's people saying, oh, Miami Heat's gonna be the hardest team to verse. You know, this is gonna be a really hard series for some. Some are just saying Lakers in four. But there are the individuals that are saying the Heat are they're going to be the hardest team. They're going to be versing the whole playoffs. And they can't just prove everyone wrong this game. They've said, well, hang on a second. You're forgetting how good we are. Lakers in four. 
Nah, I don't think hates. <laughs> I don't think hates the. I know some people do, but I'm there's no shot. I don't. Th- I don't think anyone coming out of the East was as hard to beat as as say. Even though they lost in five, the Nuggets. I thought the Nuggets was their best competition. Even though that the Nuggets only have just one back-to-back series. I think their Nuggets, the offense they provide is crazy as well. They have great perimeter defense, but I don't know. I knew I didn't know whoever was coming out that Western Conference was was gonna hold up the trophy at the end of the end of the um finals. Well, let's get let's get the final predictions out, Karen, because I want to get this out just just so in like a, a week or two time you can look back at it and see if we got it right or not. I'm saying I was saying Lakers in six, but now this injury, I'm saying Lakers in five. What about you? I want to say I want to say Lakers five, but I'll go sweep. I'll go the sweep. The sweep. We're, we're think, getting the brooms out. We're I getting the brooms out. Sweep. I think if that injury, if Goran stays injured, I think it's a sweep. I can bring out the brooms. Well, I think it's time to wrap it all up now, Caden. Is there anything else you want to say or get off your chest? No, I don't think that. I think um, we're going to wait to the off-season. That's the only time me and you ever get to have any fun in this oh, The, the Nixon Wizards, mate. <laughs> the Nixon Wizards, the only time we ever have fun is the off-season. So we just got to wait to the off-season. Hopefully the Lakers bring it home and then hopefully soon we can get into this draft talk because I'm excited for that. It's the only thing me and you can ever get into. But yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. We appreciate everyone coming through again, once again, all the reviews, all, all the comments we get. We appreciate everyone. Thanks to our producer, Evan. With the stash, he's got the stash going. He shaved his head. He looks great. We got <laughs> Zamet. We haven't got a nickname for Zamet. Do we have a nickname for Zamet? We've got to get one. We've got to think I of just one. Call him, I just call him Zamet, the Knicks fan. That's just <laughs> that's just my personal one. Um, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Instagram, all of the all of the social media platforms. Um, we appreciate everyone. Thank you for coming through once again.